This is the Manabites Podcast, a ministry of ministrysauce.com. I am your host, Landon DeCrafts. Hey, I wanted to jump right into it today, and I think I probably say that every single time I start a podcast, I'm just going to jump right into it. But uh, today, it's no different. I want to jump right into my subject today, and I want to talk a little bit about this thing we call love. And I know you're thinking to yourself, whoa, what do you mean? Like, we're not into February 14th yet. We, we don't need to be talking about Valentine's Day. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about Valentine's Day, although I guess I just mentioned it. What I'm talking about is just the general concept of love. You see, in the English language, we only have one word for love. Now, we could go branch off and say, kind of parallel words like adoration or desire or whatever kind of love that we're talking about, we can use those kind of words to amplify uh, the word love that we're using. But in scripture, for instance, um, we see many different words that were used to describe love. In John chapter 13, verse 35, Jesus actually says to his disciples that love is something that is an identifying marker of those who call themselves a Jesus follower. And you probably know it as the the passage of scripture that says they will know you by how you love one another. John chapter 13 verse 35 is really interesting because you're thinking, oh, maybe they're just having this really nice little conversation. Maybe they are Uh, Just buddy-buddy having a great time and like, hey, let's talk about love. That sounds like a fun thing. No, that's not at all what happened. There was so much tension and stress in this particular chapter because Judas was about to go out and get the people who were going to come get Jesus and eventually execute him. So there was some underlying tension with Jesus and with Judas. and, And Jesus was the one who actually said these words. And he wanted them to know that they were going to have a period of time here coming soon in which they would not physically be with Jesus, but obviously Jesus would be with them. So how were they going to operate? How were they going to manage? How were they going to thrust forward this movement that had been started? Well, he boils it all down to and distills it to this concept of love. Like I said earlier, The English language has one word. The biblical languages have multiple words to describe anything from brotherly love to that erotic sexual love to um, to all the way to agape love, which is uh, unconditional. You know, it has no conditions on it. Obviously, that's what unconditional means, as we know. But what does that mean practically? If we were to look at the different ways in Scripture that love is used and that uh, Jesus especially shows us an example going back to United States American English using one word for love how are we going to fit that into our frame of mind well for us we can use identifying definitions we can say oh Uh, When I say love, I mean unconditional love. Or when I say love, I mean brotherly love. We can do all of that and we we can spend lots of time explaining and defining what we mean. But we're never really going to get 
the meaning of what we are trying to go for across until we actually live it and actually live the example. Some things that have been happening in the news lately are some things that we really need to bring up this word and define it for ourselves. For instance, in New York, we see that abortion was legalized until birth. And there is more legislation to suggest people are wanting to be able to kill innocent babies even when they exit the womb. I can sit here and say, how awful is that? Anybody that's involved in that is pure evil. I can sit here and, and wag my finger and, and shake my fist. And, and you all know, uh, by the way, I just described it to you, uh, how I would feel about this. Obviously, I'm a person who would be on the more conservative end of things. And I don't believe that human life should be taken, no matter uh, whether they are um, just being born or 92 years old or something of that nature. So I believe in whole life, pro-life. So going back to that, though, I can talk about that in many different ways. But the big question is, when we have questions and debate and argument and just general discussion that may be fairly neutral, how are we treating one another? Let's go to uh, something in the news pertaining to marriage, or let's talk about our favorite restaurants or a recipe. You, you can understand and you can imagine the full gamut of different kinds of conversations that you could have. But if we take it down to what Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse 35, they will know us by the way we love one another I would say that there are people who identify themselves as Christians today who we would not even know it. This is because the conversations that we get into, while we have great supporting documentation and arguments and are great debaters, the fact is sometimes when we call ourselves Christians, we also allow our flesh to get in the way and we completely abandon the idea of love altogether. It's because we want to be right. We want people to know what the truth is. And we want people to bow down, really, to our way of thinking. Sometimes it's fear. Oh, man, what if I don't tell them about this truth? What if they die without knowing this? And, okay, that there's some validity to that. I understand that. But a lot of the times, it's not so much that as it is a pride issue in which we as Christians and people who call ourselves Jesus followers just simply want other people to know we are right. Oh, we, we can open scripture, man. We can um, talk about what it's saying and, and we can reveal the truth and we can expose the lies and, and that's great and that's needed and we need to do that, don't get me wrong. But if we do not have the right attitude behind it, and if we are always trying to have that one more argument that gets that leg up and we are just making people feel dumb and making people feel like 
we perceive them as stupid or we just want always to be right, then we are really not showing love. No matter what the particular debate is or argument, I think it's important for us to understand that there was a time in our lives, even if we do have the right answers, there was a time in our lives in which we didn't know and someone needed to help us. And odds are, if we didn't know something and we learned from it, it was presented to us in a way in which we were not averse to it, but we were open to it. Perhaps someone shared with us the truth a long time ago, and maybe we weren't ready to receive it. And they just powered through. They got up on their soapbox. They got out their bullhorn. And man, they just went to town. But odds are the time in which it really resonated with us was that time in which we not only heard the truth, but we saw the truth lived out. We saw someone who loved us dearly or really cared about our gaining of knowledge or really cared about our eternal destiny or something to that effect. The fact was when someone cares about us, when someone shows this concern and truly loves us and, hey, even serves us out of the goodness of their heart, we're more open to learning and to even allowing our mind to be transformed. But here's what we do. We want to be right so bad that we end up trying to shame people. You know, maybe we go on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and we have memes that we post up on on those social media platforms that are meant to make fun of people and they're meant to shame people and they, we want to make sure that they know they're wrong. But then we have to come back to John chapter 13 again and try to figure out what these identifying markers of Jesus' followers are. It's great to be right. It makes you feel good, right? Especially when you know you're telling the truth and you know that people need to be corrected and you have the truth and and it's exciting because, oh, maybe I'm revealing to something to them that they didn't even know about. Oh, that's great. But it's in the way you present it. It's in the way you interact with people. Because they're never going to be open to what the truth is until you serve them, until you love them, until you show them that no matter what they believe and no matter what they think, you're there to serve and you're there to help them grow. Sometimes for people, it just takes time. They need to understand. They need to experience. And sometimes, let's just face it, the way that we have interpreted things could be absolutely wrong. If we're Christians today who are still kind of leaning on the stuff that our third grade Sunday school teacher taught us back in the day, and that we have never learned or grown more beyond that, perhaps that scripture or those things that we have learned have been filtered through that person, and we get to the point in our lives where we are stunted in growth and we just say, well, I already know everything I need to know about Jesus and about love and about scripture, and I'll take it from here. Thank you very much. Well, really, even that comes from a prideful mentality. 
and it's actual pride that keeps us from loving one another. What are we supposed to do? Do we just keep silent? Do we just be quiet until people are asking us our opinions? I don't think that's necessarily the answer as much as, have you earned the right to tell them the truth? Now, I know what you're thinking, blasphemy. Yes, you know, you're speaking heresy, Landon. You know, uh, we as Christians have to get up and boldly proclaim truth. Of course we do. I mean, that that is in everything that we do. But the point is, we cannot step into a relationship, boldly proclaim truth, and then just withdraw. But as we build relationships with people, as we earn trust, and as we show them that we truly care and truly love, that is what opens that door for that conversation. In our culture, with all of these arguments going on between Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, between every political thing you can, and nuance you can think of, there are so many things to argue about. But are we open to be able to just listen to one another? I haven't seen a whole lot of that in our culture. We don't listen. We just are all screaming at the same time. And it's really not productive, and nobody's mind is going to be changed by it. I've never seen anyone completely change their worldview because of a funny picture posted on the internet. No one's sitting back in their recliner going, Man, I can't believe that I've believed this all my life. But this particular meme has completely changed my mind about it. Especially if this thing that we are posting or this thing that we are saying is meant to shame someone of a different belief system. Do you think that they're going to sit back and go, well, you know what, they're right, actually. I, I think I'm going to change my mind about that. No, people are just naturally bent towards being defensive of their own intellectual property and their way and their point of view. It just makes sense. We can point to other people and say, well, why are, you, why are you so defensive? But we're the same way. Every single one of us have that one topic or that one thing that we're just so incredibly defensive about. Now, going back to the first subject we talked about in the news about the abortion situation there, that definitely breaks my heart because I believe life is sacred and that just because someone might be inconvenienced doesn't mean that this little baby deserves to die. And that no matter what kind of socioeconomic situation a person is born into, that miracles can still happen. And if communities get around people, if villages help raise children, you know, amazing things can happen and this person could even be the president one day. Who knows? Now, I know that's easier said than actual lived out because if you think about it, I was born into a certain situation. I mean, we were poor growing up, but there are other people who are in much worse of condition in a situation than I was or ever will be probably. Point being is that I can only say so much from my particular slant of understanding and my background and all of that. But I think everyone has the ability to be great. 
no matter what your chemical makeup is, no matter what your socioeconomic makeup is, no matter where you've come from and all these kind of things, no matter who your parents were, no matter who your children are, you still have the opportunity and the ability to be used exactly the way God has made you. Now, not everyone is meant to be president. Not everyone is meant to be a leader. Some people are meant to be follower. And and let's face it, if a leader tried to be a follower, they'd be a horrible follower and vice versa. The point is, we all are a part of this interwoven machinery, this gear work, if you will, that all make the world a better place if we were to just surrender ourselves to our design, to our purpose, to our mission. We ourselves, if we decide that we are going to be Christ followers and, and, and go serve people, you will show them that you are my disciples by loving one another. I mean, we're, we're still in that theme here. Then if we were all doing that according to the way that we should, then the world would be a completely different place than what we see right now. The fact is, there are so many Christians out there that are just not caring about the people that are around them. And honestly, and I don't mean to be judgmental, I would question if they're Christ followers if they don't care about their neighbor. The spirit inside of us compels us to love our neighbor. And we have to follow that. Well, I hope you got something out of that today. I hope you heard my heart and even though you might think differently on some subjects that I mentioned today, it doesn't mean that you're not loved any less by me. And I know that we can have an adult conversation and we can disagree, and that's okay. Share, like, subscribe wherever you find this particular podcast. Don't forget to go to my blog, ministrysauce.com. I would love to have some feedback and pass this along. Thanks.